Satnam, I'm Guru Prakarmakar. Guru Singh and I travel the world, loving to meet an ever-growing global community. We are appreciative of your vital role on this planet, for it is your willingness to be here and listen that calls forth wisdom, that activates our collective voice in service. Your questions bring forth the answers. For a wealth of information about who we are and what we do, please visit gurusingh.com. Bless you. We live in a in an instrument which is chemical, electrical, and magnetic. And that's our physical body. And to develop these physical bodies, we've used millions of years of evolution. And during those millions of years of evolution, we have had to rely upon our sympathetic nervous system, which was the system that kept us focused on the danger that was prevalent. And now we have maximized that to the extent that we are living in a world which creates danger out of nothing. Boundaries between nations are fantasies. They're fantasies of carnivorous beings. Because carnivores are the only ones that use territories to hunt in and define ownership. Most carnivores are just on the planet to dispose of weakness. It's an evolutionary advantage. So when a carnivore kills a weak herbivore, that weakness doesn't get reproduced. And so that particular species of herbivore gets thinned out so that only the strength gets reproduced. It's just this natural event. We are not those. We are not those. We got forced into carnivorous activity when the Ice Ages came and descended upon areas that we had migrated into. But something happens when we are carnivorous as a non-carnivorous being, and that is very much like what has happened to the Native Americans when things like smallpox and alcohol were introduced into their society. They had no natural immunity to the Western European diseases, and so they devastated them. They also had no natural um, protection because they hadn't had alcohol ever in their, in their evolutionary history. And so what happened was they became instantaneously alcoholic because they had no tendency, no previous introduction to this 
event called alcohol that was purely introduced to them. And so when a carnivorous attitude is introduced into an herbivore's world, we have no defense mechanism. And consequently, the blood that is forced between the teeth and the gum, where the nerves are, to stimulate digestion, instead of just stimulating digestion, they register that there's a battle going on. Because most of the, most of the world of your physical body is run by the subconscious. And the subconscious does not understand language. It only understands symbols and physical triggers, physical mechanisms. And so when you bite into flesh, no matter how old the flesh is, it still has the enzymes and the conditions of the blood. That blood gets forced up between the teeth and the gums where those very sensitive nerves are. And those nerves register to the rest of your system that there's a battle going on. That doesn't dissipate. It's what Yogi Bhajan called it compounds. And so you eat one battle on top of another battle, on top of another battle, on top of another battle, and soon you're just absolutely battle fatigued. Which means that because you believe there is so much battle going on, and this is non-intellectual, non-intellectual, this is taking place in the subconscious, which governs the physical body. It governs your heart rate, your, your blood rate, your nerve rate, all the rates in your body, your metabolic rate, all of the rates in your body are governed by the subconscious. Now the subconscious believes you're in constant battle. Therefore, you can't get out of the sympathetic nervous system, which is the system which is fight and flight. It's the portion of the central nervous system. And therefore, the part of the wave of time in each moment that you are focused on is either in commotion, suffering, or determination, also known as struggle. And if you look around the world, you see that most human beings are either in overwhelm, suffering, or struggle. Very few human beings are in their devotions. Because to be in your devotions in the fiction of great danger is considered to be foolish. Remember Little Big Man, the movie? And what did the Indian chief, the Native American chief, say to Dustin Hoffman when he said, we're going to walk out of here? Huh? We're, in, we're invisible. Walk as you are invisible. Mm -hmm. 
Geronimo was told by his, his shaman, his shamanic advisor, that no bullet, no bullet of a white man could touch him. And he would ride in battle completely in faith. And no bullet could touch him. As a matter of fact, the documentation of the generals that fought against him and the colonels, etc., that fought the officers that fought against him was that there was something that was, there was a shield around this man because they said that it just appeared, of course you can't see a bullet, but it just appeared that the bullets would go at him and then circle around him. When your belief system turns from all of these areas of every moment and comes into the devotions, which are faith and trust and inspiration and enthusiasm and love and joy, regardless of the circumstances that are trying to influence you differently, by remaining in that condition, your world takes on an entirely different view. Different things happen to you when you ride the wave of time here than if you ride the wave of time here. And the wave of time is equal for everyone always. In every moment there is everything. That is the lawless nature of infinity and eternity. Infinity can have no measure. Therefore, any part of infinity must be infinite. Eternity can have no measure. Therefore, any part of eternity must be eternal. If you come into this, if enough of us come into this, we will shift the world. Going after the wrongdoers will not make them change their ways. Demonstrating a way that you don't have to do wrong in order to survive. You don't have to do wrong in order to achieve. You don't have to do wrong in order to succeed. You don't have to do wrong. Demonstrating a way in which you can be doing right and have everything fall in place for you. That is Christ consciousness. That is Krishna consciousness. That is the Buddhic consciousness. But this time there cannot be just one of us. There has to be an entire large group of us. Because if the group is too small, we'll be called a cult. Or if there is only one of us, we will be called a heretic 
until we're called a prophet and a Messiah. And then it will be, oh, she, because it's been he's for far too long, she was special. We cannot allow that to happen again because everyone is special and no one is more special than anyone else. You know, I mean, I'm a heretic in my own faith. And as a matter of fact, I follow my first teacher, which is the Church of All Religions, because it's not. You're not. I've looked all over my wife. There's not one label on her. We've been married for 43 years. You can imagine that I've seen every molecule of that woman. There is no label on her that says she's a Canadian, nor is there any molecule on her that says she's a Sikh. Nor is there any molecule on her that says she's a yogi. But she's a Canadian and a Sikh and a yogi. But that's all what we would call aftermarket. <laughs> aftermarket means that it was applied after, you know, birth or so. Yes, I am a Christian. Yes, I'm a Buddhist. Yes, I am a Hindu. Yes, I am a Jain. Yes, I'm a Zodiastrian. Yes, I am a Hindu. Yes, I am a Sikh. Yes, I am a yes. I am a yes. I am a yes. I am a yes. There is nothing that I'm not because if everything is everywhere always, then I must be everything, always. And if I begin to regulate what I am and what I'm not, then I'm trying to divide infinity, and that's not possible. If I am dividing infinity, then I am no longer attaching my consciousness to infinity. I'm attaching my consciousness to the finite. And then my ruler is gravity. And I'm doing it because I want to be safe, so I'm in this quadrant right here, which is suffering. Safe gravity is suffering. Risk gravity is commo um, commotion. I wrote it. I mean, it's... You know, chaos, overwhelm, anxiety, all of those things dwell over here. Depression, all of these things are here. Hmm. Levity, safe levity is determination. Struggle. Risk levity. Effortless effort. And you gotta be a fool. You gotta be a fool to go there. But then you have to realize that the definition of a fool has been completely misaligned, maligned. What is the zero card of the tarot? The fool. 
And what is the picture of the zero card of the tarot? With a little puppy dog, you know? And where is that one foot standing? Right on the edge of a ledge. Knowing that there is absolutely nothing in the midst of assumed danger. Nothing can harm you. Because there is a saying that Yogi Bhajan told us, and that is very, very clear. Until it's your time to go, nothing can stop you. And when it is time to go, nothing can save you. What if you knew that that was the way it was? Wouldn't that change? I mean, I mean, really knew. Wouldn't that change how you were acting in every moment? Because for most of the moments, you are trying to be in safe and you're trying to keep it on the earth. And so your natural is suffering. And that's why every religion is based on suffering. Even the Buddhist said existence is suffering. He didn't mean that just to be alive means that you have to suffer. He meant that the existence was suffering. But what if you were so foolish, so foolish that you decided not to suffer? What if you decided to take risk and to be levitational? What would you do if you had options? You might take the, the option with the most light. Hmm? Hmm? Not the option with the most security. And the option with the most light would be the option of give it away. Share it. Make sure that the other is taken care of. Because if you can get everybody in your community taken care of, what happens to you? They take care of you. That is the principle of a human being being humane. Can you imagine eating your cat? Can you imagine eating your dog? Grinding it up and mmm, one good meal. Huh? Can you imagine that? Well, that's what we're doing in mass numbers. We're raising pets. We're called ranchers. Raising pets and then mass slaughtering them. Really? seen the pictures of how they raise the animals? 
I can't look at them. My apologies. But some of you post them. And I just, uh-oh, uh-oh, it's her again. No offense. You're doing a good job because some people haven't seen it, need to see it. I don't need to see it. I'll cry all afternoon when I see it. When we are that cruel, because we have been schooled to be that cruel, there is literally no limit to our cruelty. The only limit to our cruelty when we have been schooled to be that cruel are rules and regulations. And right now, the rules and regulations are being altered. And so cruelty is literally coming out of the woodwork. And it has not finished. In 1925, 1926, 1927, 1928, 1929 Germany, nobody except for a few, imagined what was going to take place. I've taught in Germany over the last 30 years, and teaching in Germany to those who are so guilty for what their fathers and mothers did, or didn't do but didn't stop, is so intense that to teach a class in Germany, you know, I'm a happy-go-lucky guy, and I'm always making jokes, Nobody's laughing at my jokes in German. <laughs> we must be very, very, very prepared to lift this culture, this society, because we are very close to what took place there. You can see it in the maneuverings that are going on in Washington, D.C. And we must watch out because once power, no matter how cruel, no matter how brutal that power is, once power is tasted, that kind of absolute power corrupts absolutely. Now that means that we shouldn't be going out into the streets and protesting like we must be doing our yoga and our meditation and we must be discovering the pathways through. We must be discovering the ways in which we can lift as many people as we possibly can. Because when 10, 20, 30 million of us are walk on water enlightened, and I use that as a phrase, not as a requirement. <laughs> but I'm using it as a coin phrase. You're literally walk on water enlightened. You can know absolutely 
because you are living in your devotions. And you are not saying that this can't be and that can't be and this is better than that and that is better than this because fuck that. <laughs> that is not the future. That is not the Hindu future, the Christian future, the Jewish future, the Buddhist future, the Sikh future. None of it is that. And no religion that thinks it's better than any other religion is. No religion that thinks it has the way does. Because all the word religion means is to realize your origin. Real origin. Realize origin. Religion. It's a conjoined word that has been demolished in its origins over thousands of years. Our task is to get ourselves to that walk on water stage of enlightenment that can you? Yeah, but I don't show off. <laughs> yeah, can you split the Red Sea? Yeah, but uh, it would be very disruptive to the, to sh to the shipping lanes. I won't do it. Because if anyone can, you can. If anyone has, you can. Because infinity is infinite everywhere, always. That's the nature of a holographic event. And this is a holographic universe. And it's time for us to begin to stand in our total and absolute commitment. I am human. Because anything other than being hue, light in the man mind, is just a sapien. And most sapiens are carnivorous. God, the sapiens are really, really brutal. Yeah, they wiped out the Neanderthals, they wiped out the Cro-Magnons, they wiped out all of these other... Can you imagine? Can you imagine if all the Pintos just wiped out all the Arabians? Pinto horses. I'm talking horses. If all the Chihuahuas wiped out all other dogs, no other creature does this. No other creature does this. No other creature raises a bunch of animals and then kills them off and devours them. <sighs> we got work to do on ourselves. Because if you can be the change you want to see in the world, the Buddha's quote that Gandhi used, be the change you want to see in the world. If you can become that enlightened, boy, you're going to get a following. And, they're not, and then you have to tell them, hey, don't follow, just do. Because when all those people start following you, it's very tempting to, oh, oh, oh that's cool. No, it isn't cool. It isn't cool. 
Hey, just show them how to do. Show them how to do. Show them how to do. Tag, you're it. It's a gigantic game of tag, isn't it? Hmm? What part of the wave do you ride? You want to ask yourself that every day. One of the, time, one of the parts of the wave that I really don't ride anymore is chaos. In my younger days, boy, I loved chaos. You know, I'd get into the boredom right up here, which is, gonna, which is the entry portal to devotion. And I'd get so bored, I needed a little excitement. And as the moment I got some excitement, I'd get some anxiety. Boom! I'd be right down into that commotion. And then I would ride that commotion. And what would I do with that commotion? I would solve it. And then it was, oh, wow, I solved the commotion. And then I would struggle up the backside, and I would struggle and work and suffer, and then I'd struggle, and then I'd get to the boredom again. And I didn't realize that boredom was the gateway to the devotions, where there's not a lot going on, except, wow. Huh? Not a lot going on, except you can know and absolutely know. But when you can know all the time, when you can know all the time, when you can know all the time, and you can know all the time, you get bored. Huh? That's why we worship being confused. Oh, I'm troubled. No, you're not. I'm worried. No, you're not. I'm confused. No, you're not. No, you're right. You're, you're standing right here. You're breathing. Your blood's circulating. Everything's cool. So you've designed this thing in a fantasy called time about something that you're anticipating that's going to happen. But right here, right now, you're breathing. Anybody in the room not breathing? Raise your hand. You're breathing? Good. We're good. We're good. We're good. And you get into that center point of good to good to good to good. You keep going into that center point of goodness and pretty soon you are so good you are God. Yogi Bhajan gave this lecture and he said, just drop an O. From good you become God. So, we got a big job to do. But it's already done. And if you can do your job every single day so that you can take yourself out of the habit pattern of getting swept into the chaos of you, I got no money, I got no this, I got no that, I got no. Just let that go. The Buddha said, the places I am to go, I shall go. The people I am to meet, I shall meet. That which I am to say shall be said. That which I am to do is done. And what you end up is you end up 
being able to walk into any situation and instead of just seeing the danger, which is demonstrated by the red, you see the danger, but you also see with the danger, there's tremendous opportunity. There has to be. It's a binary system. All the danger demonstrates the opportunity. So the moment you have danger, the opportunity is right there. It's like the little boy, remember the little boy? Put in a room full of horse manure, and then they shut the doors and they left him in there for an hour. And they came back in and he was down on his hands and knees, searching through the horse manure, said, this shit's fresh. The pony's gotta be here somewhere. Yogi Bhajan said it a little differently. <laughs> Yogi Bhajan said, every fertile field is full of shit. So, what are you? Full of shit. <laughs> And you can't be taken down if you've got that attitude. Hmm? You cannot be taken down. And that is the Tao, Lao Tse. We are all Taoists. Bless you for joining us. Visit gurusing.com for an ever-expanding archive of lectures, videos, yoga sets, meditations, and more. All the classes can be found now on gurusing.teachable.com. There's going to be long-form classes available there, 30-minute long yoga classes with Kriya. There's also what is called a Kundalini Recharge. It's a brief lecture about something like depression or gratitude or achievement or partnering or success and it'll be a lecture with a pranayama breathing exercise and a single asana that you can just jump into during the day and then it'll round out with an affirmation or meditation and these will be like 11 minutes and then there are also going to be audio files which are guided 11 minute meditations which you can listen to and that's all within gurusing.com satnam